What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to talk about six players that are skyrocketing up my rest of season rankings. Today, I'm going to break down some guys that are on the rise after the week eight fantasy football games. You guys can go out and trade for some of these guys. If you are so inclined, you can hold on to them if you already have them on your team. I know a lot of you guys comment at the end of these videos. You're like, I have four of the guys that you talked about. Definitely love to see that. I'm going to be dropping a part two of this video tomorrow morning, talking about players that are tumbling down my rankings. So definitely stay tuned for that as well. If you guys want my rest of season rankings, they are available on patreon.com. Link is down below in the pinned comment. But without further ado, let's get into it. All right, so the first guy that we're going to get into is running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Travis Etienne. And for those of us that had Travis Etienne RB1 in the 2021 class, like myself, we can rejoice finally. It's been a long road to get here, but Travis Etienne is here to stay. He is up five spots since just last week when I did my rest of season rankings. He was my RB10 in that video. He has now since moved to my RB5 rest of season. And Travis Etienne, basically, since James Robinson was traded, he followed up his dominant performance of the Jags backfield in week seven with even more dominance of the backfield in week eight. In week seven, he had 80% of the snaps. He got like 60% of the carries, 45% of the routes, 25% targets per route run, was commanding all the long down and distance and two-minute drill work. This week, he follows that up with 79% of the snaps, a season high, 66% of the routes, and 27 opportunities, which was also a season high. Now, hopefully, the Jags recognize that if you're going to give Travis Etienne 27 opportunities per game, they should definitely be more so in the tune of, you know, nine targets and 18 carries rather than 24 carries and three targets because that's not really how you want to use him to keep him at his full health and keep him going to his best ability. But this is an elite RB1 rest of season, in my opinion. Think about who else on their team other than Travis Etienne and obviously the, the obvious names, the Christian McCaffrey's and the Saquon Barkley's and those type of guys. Think about who else gets 80% of their team's opportunity, carries, you know, red zone work, all that kind of stuff. Now that James Robinson is gone, he has a monopoly on the goal line. Who else has 10 plus target upside on a given week? And who else is basically an automatic first down every time he touches the ball? This dude is averaging 6.7 yards per touch, over six yards per carry right now. He is electric on the field. Give me Travis Etienne over every running back in fantasy, not named Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, and Derrick Henry. He and Kenneth Walker are right there as RB5 and 6 for me. Of course, Brees Hall would be in this area as well had he not gotten injured, but these dudes are absolutely electric, and I hope you guys traded for this dude two weeks ago when I talked about how he might see an uptick in you know his usage because it's been absolutely wheels up for Travis Etienne. He is going to win people leagues down the stretch of the season. So the next guy on the list is Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from the New York Jets, who has moved up six spots since last week when I did my rest of season tier list. He was my wide receiver 30 for me then. He is now my wide receiver 24. Without a doubt, he will be one of my biggest buy highs slash buy lows this week because he did have a pretty solid stat line. Zach Wilson had a rough game. It was probably the worst game of his entire career, which is really saying something because Zach Wilson has not been a good quarterback to his short time in the NFL. Garrett Wilson, though, went over 100 yards on just seven targets. And the new development for why I think he's, you know, a great buy low is that he was aligned at Elijah Moore's position at the X position. So whenever Elijah Moore figures his shit out and gets worked back into this lineup, I think they're going to keep it the way that they have it. Garrett Wilson at X, Elijah Moore at Z slash slot, however they want to use him. And the other light at the end of the tunnel is number one, Zach Wilson will either a play better or B get benched. And both of those scenarios are better for 
um, Garrett Wilson long-term. The other bright side of this situation is that Zach Wilson threw 41 pass attempts in a relatively even game script for most of the game. It looks as though that without Brees Hall on the field, they're more willing to let Zach Wilson throw more. And like I said, if he can't play better, then they're going to put Joe Flacco in there. 22 times per game was the average number of pass attempts that Zach Wilson had before this past week when Brees Hall was out of the lineup. So I really think this offense is going to shift a little bit more pass heavy. You're going to see either Zach Wilson play better or Joe Flacco be the quarterback. The bottom line is, is that the veterans in this locker room that are a five and three football team right now, they're not going to put up with another week like Zach Wilson just had. If he comes out in the first half of the next game that they have and he's flat and he's turning the ball over and he's not making good decisions. It's going to be Joe Flacco time in New York. I know I'm a Zach Wilson stand, but that's just the way that it's going to be. That's just what's going to happen if Zach Wilson continues to play this poorly. And I think if that happens, you have at least an immediate selling window on Garrett Wilson if Joe Flacco were to take over. And I think that at you know at its core is the reason he's moving up my rest of the season ranking because he's clearly a great player. He can clearly get open, command targets, and do something with it after the catch as we saw in that 50-yard play that he had. It's only a matter of time before this offense starts to get better, for better or worse, for Zach Wilson or for Joe Flacco. So let's move on to the next guy, which is Alvin Kamara who right now is up five spots for me since last week's video. He was my RB12 in last week's video. Now he is my RB7. Alvin Kamara is the prime example of why we want to follow usage because Alvin Kamara was the prototypical touchdown regression candidate, and it hit him like a Mack truck this week. If you guys have Alvin Kamara, I have him in my home league, and I dumpstered my opponent this week because Alvin Kamara scored three touchdowns. It's simply impossible for any running back to average 16 carries per game and seven and a half targets per game and not eventually have spike week uh, spike weeks like Alvin Kamara had this past week. When you're getting that kind of workload, that valuable of a workload with all those targets, it's really, really difficult for you not to eventually pay off in a big way for fantasy. And while I've talked about the Saints quarterback situation as it relates to Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry as probably about neutral because Jameis Winston's more of an aggressive quarterback. They throw the ball typically more when he's in there. It is absolutely not neutral for Alvin Kamara because Andy Dalton has fed him targets anytime he's been in the lineup. In the four games that he and Dalton have both played together, he has six, nine, nine, and 10 targets and a 26% target share in those four games. He also looks to be healthy. He looks to be back to his old self. And on top of all that, we have Michael Thomas potentially coming back soon. I say that like I've said that every single week. Jarvis Landry coming back soon as well. That should help this offense have more scoring opportunities, which in turn helps Alvin Kamara. I would much rather have an integral piece of a great offense, which is what I think the Saints can be once Andy Dalton's back there, quarterback Kamara's out there, and their three starting wide receivers are out there. I think this offense can really, really move the ball. I would much rather have Alvin Kamara splitting some work and maybe losing some targets because some of the receivers are back than have uh, the only piece to a Matt offense like they were when all those wide receivers were out. So Alvin Kamara, definitely a guy that is rising in my rest of season rankings. He's still an older running back, which is something we have to be concerned with. But overall, I'm very, very intrigued with what I saw from Kamara. DK Metcalf up 29 spots since last week. So most of the reason that I had him lower last week is due to the injury that he suffered, right? In week seven, he looked like he suffered a potentially catastrophic knee injury that would have ended his season. Not only was he not you know, out for the season, he wasn't out for anything, right? He didn't even miss a game. He came back this week, played, commanded 10 targets, and scored a touchdown, even on a limited snap share, only played about 60% of the snaps overall. But it looks like they you know, still ran him on most of the routes. They just took him out for run plays, let him rest on the sideline. If we remove the Chargers game in week seven where he got injured, left early after only two targets. He has at least seven targets in every other game, except for one this year. He is a guy that is getting absolutely fed volume. We know this Geno Smith thing is not just a facade anymore. It's here to stay at least as like a league average quarterback, if not at least better than that, because he's playing like an above average quarterback right now. 
DK Metcalf is a top 12 wide receiver. No doubt about it for me rest of the season. He and Tyler Lockett are both playing at a very, very high level. I couldn't even tell that either of those guys was hurt last week. So definitely something that um, I'm very excited about with DK Metcalf because I do have quite a bit of dynasty shares of him. Now, before we get into the final two guys, we got to hear from a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Patrick Mahomes throw beautiful footballs all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your footballs all over the field all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art technology, we'll have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your manscaping care does not have to be. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code BUSH. Meet the best value bundle yet for the Manscapes Pocket Rockets. This is the Platinum Package, and at quarterback, we have the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer. You guys know it. It's a wily vet who makes sure that the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. With proprietary skin-safe technology, the Lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the balls, plus it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower as well. At running back, we have the Weed Whacker, and this one will break through and bust through all the holes that you need it to. On the offensive line, we have the unsung heroes, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, the Trent Williams and Corey Lindsley of Sack Protection standing strong to keep your boys fresh and clean throughout all four quarters. And then at wideout, we have the cleanest duo in the league. We have the Manscaped Body Wash. We have the Manscaped 2-in-1 Premium Conditioner and Shampoo. They attract both the ball and all the ladies to the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and your scalp feeling hydrated. That means more play on the field and less water break. And then at tight end, we have the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs with the signature jewel pouch to make sure your boys are dry and cool. On defense, we have the only thing that you need, which is the Manscaped Deodorant, aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with refined cologne-quality fragrance. It keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground, plus it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. To top it all off, we have the best coach in the league, which is the Shed Travel Bag as a free bonus, which will keep everything in place for you. So this has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster. Don't take my word for it. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code Bush. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code Bush. Manscaped, turning your players into the MVP. All right, big shout out to Manscaped, 20% off plus free shipping using the promo code Bush as always. Aaron Jones, the fifth player in my rest of season rankings that is skyrocketing up. He is up four spots from RB18 last week to RB14 now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm probably still going to sell high on Aaron Jones, but when you compare him to the other running backs around his range, he's much more efficient than some of the veterans that are in his range, like Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Joe Mixon. And not only that, he's actually the centerpiece of his offense, which you can't really say for those other guys. Even being down 27 to 10 on Sunday night football at the end of the third quarter, early fourth quarter, that didn't deter the Packers from continuing to stick to their game plan, continuing to run to the ball, continuing to throw the ball to Aaron Jones. He is the centerpiece of their offense right now. He's averaging over six yards per touch this season, 5.9 yards per carry on the ground. Aaron Jones has been, you know, nothing short of extraordinary right now from an efficiency standpoint. He's still splitting goal line duties and he's still splitting early down duties with AJ Dillon, which is why I can't rank him as an RB one rest of season. But given the landscape of the supposed like veteran workload guys that are in the area that Aaron Jones was in, in the tier that I talked about last week with, which was basically the high end RB twos with Leonard Fournette, with Joe Mixon, with Dalvin cook, although he's played a little bit better, uh, better as of late, I'll take Aaron Jones and his very, very efficient workload 
knowing that the Packers want to go to him in the receiving game, on the ground, on the goal line, and make sure that they center this offense around him, especially knowing that David Bakhtiari is now back. The offense has gotten a little bit better as a result. And their schedule has been relatively tough the last couple of weeks, and it should open up a little bit. So definitely encouraged with what I've seen from Aaron Jones. Again, I would still sell high on him if you can get up to a tier two running back, because I do still consider him a tier three running back rest of season, but he is definitely on the rise for me in my rest of season rankings. And the final guy that is on the rise in my rest of season rankings is a guy who wasn't even playing this week. Keenan Allen, who's up four spots for me from wide receiver 20 to wide receiver 16 on the season. Keenan Allen was actually on by this week. So he did not play a game. He wasn't on the field, but it's because he was on by and the things that happened subsequently, why I think he's going to be a better fantasy asset going forward. Cause he's done absolutely nothing this year, right? If you guys drafted him in the third round, you're probably not in very good shape because he's missed pretty much the entire season. The reason that Keenan Allen is on the rise for me basically is just due to less uncertainty surrounding his situation. The big development is that Mike Williams will be out for the next couple games, four to six weeks on average is the average return time from a high ankle sprain. And Mike Williams looked pretty bad. So I'd be estimating that it would probably be on the higher end of that four to six week timeline. He only played 32% of the snaps in his season debut, pretty much, in week seven coming off of the hamstring strain. Keenan Allen came back, only played 32% of the snaps against the Seahawks in week seven, just to get his feet wet right before the Chargers bye. Now he's had you know a, a get-your-feet-wet game in week seven. He has the bye week. He comes back in week nine, hopefully with a big-time you know, bounce back type of performance because we just had a full week off of him to get even more healthy than he's already been. He has been the missing piece of this Chargers offense. Their first downs per game have gone down from almost 24 last year, which was top five in the NFL to just under 21 this year, which is about, you know, 12th uh, to 15th in the NFL. So it's been the reason why they have stalled more on offense than we were used to seeing out of the Chargers because they've been missing their guy that converts those third downs for them, keeps them on the field, keeps them moving, keeps them, you know, from stalling out in the red zone and all that good stuff. So Keenan Allen, definitely a guy on the rise for me. He will definitely be another guy that I talk about as a good buy low right now, because I think you can get him as like a, you know, borderline wide receiver, one high end wide receiver, two type of production piece for, you know, wide receiver, two, three type of price tags. If you have guys that are in that wide receiver three range, like Terry McLaurin, for example, who you can go out and then swap one for one for Keenan Allen. I think you're going to be very, very happy with a move like that in the long run. So um, with that being said, that is the end of the video. If you guys enjoyed, if you feel like you got some value, leave a like down below. We really, really appreciate it. Comment down below any of your thoughts as well. Who's rising up your rest of season rankings? Who do you think I missed on? Subscribe to the channel if you are new around here as well. And like I said, if you want access to my rest of season rankings, you can get access to them by going down to the comment section. See the pinned comment that says Patreon sign up here for all of the benefits listed there. The rest of season rankings, the dynasty rankings manifesto, which we'll be seeing a big update this week. The weekly start sit rankings, first dibs on dynasty decisions, all of our matchup charts, um, you know, other dynasty content over there. Make sure to check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Why you need the money?